0: Across the plains of Texas,
1: from
0: sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston,
1: and New York to L.A. there's pride in every American heart. And it's time we stand and say
0: that I'm proud to be an American. I am so excited! I had my first episode with Cory Booker, and I thought that would definitely be my last. But uh, we got another guest, <laughs> ladies and germs. Um, uh, give it up. Uh, well, in your headphones or your car, wherever wherever you are, give it up. Give a little clap for my special guest, Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. It's an honor to be here. I am so excited to meet you.
1: I hope I'm not, like, nervous or totally awkward sauce. Well, I am the one who should be nervous, being that I'm here with the guys we fucked girls. Oh,
0: no. That's, um, that's, um, Corinne. Fisher, um, that's her podcast where they talk about um, sexual exploits and um, they talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, my podcast isn't that. Um, well, it's that's also a lot less popular, if I'm being honest. Um, but you know what? I think I think you're still going to have a really good time here. I hope you're not
1: bummed. <laughs> I am disappointed, but uh, I okay. will... Swallow that and carry on as I am a famously good sport. Thank you so much. Um, May I just say, I think you're a total girl boss. Thank you so much, Mary. You are the first person to say that about me, and I think you're absolutely correct. You know, everyone says, oh, Beyonce, she's a girl boss. Or Oprah. Well, maybe but what about me both the senator with the most bills signed into law and also the senator with the highest rate of staff turnover Mm. i'm first in my field and i've won every election i've ever run
0: can i ask and if you don't want to answer that's totally fine um why is there such a high turnover in your staff? Because they're weak. Oh. How so?
1: Yeah. You know, the guys we fucked girls would have asked me a better question. I'm sorry. Um. Well, if you look at the crop of 22 to... 28-year-old soft chins that come through my doors, you would understand that they simply don't have the stuff most of the time, and they can't even handle one to 16 binders being thrown their way. Yeah. Absolutely unacceptable. And frankly, I wish I had a binder right now. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) right? Yes, that was one of my three planned jokes oh. <laughs> for the podcast.
0: Very funny. <laughs> Thank
1: you. It was not meant to be enjoyed, but it was a joke. Okay. Um, I, I would
0: maybe like to ask, I mean, you've already gone into a little bit talking about your impressive record, getting the most done and everything. My um, listenership, it skews... It skews um, New York, it skews coasts, it skews uh, young, basically a bunch of, a bunch of these Bernie Sanders fanatics, and I don't think they maybe know much about you, to be honest, so could you maybe
1: just, you know, in a minute, give your, give your little bio? Well, I know that I'm not as sexy as Comrade Sanders, (laughs) but I'm a, I'm not a sexy candidate. Even though I rest assured I am constantly fucking. I'm born and raised in the Midwest. I'm a salt of the earth woman. My husband is the third of six boys and they lived in a trailer.
0: Whoa. So you know, I I think it's really cool to have these candidates from the Midwest because that's a big thing that people talk about is, you know, trying to win these purple areas these midwest areas and there's that argument of like will those people gravitate towards someone moderate or you know is maybe more like a far left type person better in those areas because you know they're more pro worker you know arguably
1: i'll have you know that when i leave this excuse for a podcast uh i'm meeting with the head of the New York Teamsters Union to discuss various deli meats.
0: I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to imply that you, you know, weren't for workers. I just meant, um, well, anyways, what I wanted to ask was that um, I feel like Pete Buttigieg, you know, is sort of running on a similar platform as you, you know, that sort of Midwestern work uh, across the aisle type thing. Why do you think you're better for the job than he is?
1: Well, uh, uh, first of all, my posture is better. Uh, I I find uh, Mayor Buttigieg to be, you know, I'm sure that he's attractive to some people, uh, m- maybe some well-meaning white moms, uh, but that's not who I'm running for. And honestly, as I was saying earlier about my staff uh uh, mayor Buttigieg simply doesn't have uh the chin for the job Mm. Uh, his chin is very weak Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh uh, and i think we can't have donald trump is a dangerous man and we can't uh fix him with a weak chinned president
0: i appreciate how tough you are especially against you know these these bullies of men you don't get intimidated by them you know whether it's trump i think he would be great in a debate with him and also i have to say your questioning of brett kavanaugh was so incredible like that was really inspiring to me can you tell me what that was like
1: well uh as many people saw um my in fact it was uh many people's introduction to me as a senator i uh, questioned Judge Kavanaugh and then challenged him to a Minnesota drinking contest. Uh, he refused. And uh, I think we all know the moral of the story there.
0: Mm. Well, he, he... he, Well, they put him on the Supreme well, Court. Well, he's
1: still... Uh, I could still drink him under the table.
0: Sure, yeah. And he... You asked him if he had ever blacked out and then he asked you, you know, oh, have you ever blacked out? That was
1: so disgusting. How could someone... It's incredibly disrespectful because, of course, I've blacked out. I am blacked out right now in this interview.
0: Is, it, is that one of the three jokes?
1: Who's to say at this point, Mary? Next question.
0: Sorry. Um. Okay, next question. Let me see. Um... Uh, oh, here's a um a topical one. Are women electable? I mean, <laughs> I know stupid question. I, you don't need to tell me that it's stupid because you're running, so of course w- women are electable. But I still
1: will tell you that it's stupid.
0: Sorry. Um, would, but what do you make of? You know, there's a lot of people in the country that they maybe themselves think a woman is electable, but they. they don't trust that their neighbors feel the same way. And so they think, well, we need a male candidate because they're going to get more votes. How do you convince people that their neighbors aren't sexist, frankly?
1: Well, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to try to tell you that uh, I don't know if women are electable, but I am. Uh, I'm not going to be one of those women who tries to be likable or relatable. You know, uh, Senator Harris was everyone's fun aunt who would throw you in jail for smoking weed and, you know, Senator Warren will take a selfie with you. I'm not gonna do that because there's a great chance that I don't like you very much. Uh, But what I will say is that as I've already stated, I've won every uh, election that I've ever entered. Uh, And I'm going to do it again. But I'm not interested in this electability argument because it's a likability argument. And uh, frankly, for me, that ship has sailed. It's not what I'm here for. I'm here uh, to be uh, your mean high school principal who uh, sends you to detention for baring your shoulders. I think that's
0: something that's really impressive to me about you is that, well, I was about to say don't take this the, the wrong way, but I don't think you will. Um, you don't seem concerned about being likable at
1: all. That's absolutely correct, Mary. Very astute. Thank
0: you. And I just think that's really, honestly, it is inspiring as a girl to see someone just, you know, not try to sugarcoat it or put on a a nice face or do the dancing or the selfies.
1: You know, I would dance, but... Uh, <laughs> in several countries it would be considered a war crime.
0: Oh, sure. <laughs> um, anyways, so you sometimes um when you're when your um progressive opponents, when your more progressive opponents I should say, um, talk about some of their proposals, sometimes you'll say that those aren't politically possible or they're too expensive. Could you tell me more about that how you know things like uh, Medicare for all or free college you don't think they're politically possible why is that?
1: Well you know I have a medium amount of respect for my colleagues uh, Senators uh, Warren and Sanders uh, but uh, they're there to gas up the base and I'm there to just dump a uh, big bucket of ice water on it because how are we going to pay for it? That's what I want to know. And that's what the American people want to know is how are we going to pay for it? Uh, I, uh, am incensed that, uh, people don't consider me a progressive. I am a progressive. I just don't want to do anything That would push the country forward in any way.
0: Sure, sure. But
1: I am a progressive.
0: What is maybe one of your more progressive ideas?
1: I have so many progressive ideas. One of them is I go straight for the jugular with the prescription drug companies. So if you're in this country and you're paying $800 for your insulin that you need to stay alive for... Under my proposal, you will only pay 650. Similarly, uh, there are currently more guns in this country than there are people. And uh, the legislation that I would propose would bring that number down to only one gun per person. Wow. That's I'm a awesome. progressive.
0: Um, One of your staffers told me to ask you about... um, Which one? um,
1: Was it Juliet? She's a fucking bitch.
0: um, You know, I I totally forgot who it was. Um, But they said to ask you about... um, Something about you got $17,000. Oh, okay. What is this?
1: Well, this is one of my famous... Uh, anecdotes that I trot out on the campaign trail and it really would have been perfect for guys we fucked. I'm sorry. Uh, Once again, uh, but uh, I've fundraised uh, for my campaigns uh, $17,000 off of my ex-boyfriends and as my husband likes to say, uh, it's not an expanding base. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) um what is actually very serious and i have sorry um i have uh all of that money now because i am competent Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and because i am an excellent lay
0: what is your husband make of this campaign I mean, I always think that it must be so crazy for like the family of the person you know there's so much traveling and media scrutiny, um but also, I bet some of it is fun, right?
1: I have never experienced fun, but I've heard others talk about it, and as far as my husband goes, um, I haven't asked him for his opinion since nineteen eighty six mm. but Uh, perhaps one day that will change uh, and I do hope that uh, he will continue to be uh, emasculated by me for years to come.
0: I hope so too.
1: (laughs) And that is a girl boss.
0: So what do you think if when there's a female president, what do you think, instead of first lady, is it first man? What What is it? Uh,
1: I, the term is uh, first gentleman or uh, first little fancy boy.
0: <laughs> That's so fun. I love that.
1: Again, it's not fun. It's very serious.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, any thoughts about a potential running mate?
1: Well, seeing as how I can't clone myself and run on a double klobuchar ticket that really limits my options Mm. um but i i'll have to speak to myself in the mirror about this later Mm.
0: what do you think about um a two women ticket is that possible for you
1: that's political suicide oh cool
0: um so what else are you doing in new york
1: Uh, well, you know, seeing all the sites like the transit museum and Mm -hmm. I have a reservation at the American Girl Doll restaurant later. Also, I heard that the head of your disgraceful uh, public transportation system just resigned. So I'm going to go down there uh, with a flashlight and see what I can do myself.
0: Wow. Have you ridden the subway while you've been here?
1: I would never do that.
0: Oh. Well, okay, so seeing as how you haven't ridden it personally, just from what you know of the subway, what do you think we could do to improve it?
1: First of all, uh, the the thing, first of all, that we could do to improve the subway is that everyone needs to cover their sneezes. Uh, and that's something that none of my uh, my colleagues in the Senate will talk to you about but I'm not here to make friends mm, also know- no more dogs on the subway and no more dogs in grocery stores
0: yes ma'am um, you know something that people are really upset about is um, the MTA this past year they I think they added 500 new, police officers to patrol the subways and it doesn't seem necessary and it really seems like a safety hazard honestly
1: well mary i'll say this uh, as a former prosecutor um i know that my colleague senator harris was labeled a quote cop uh and i was always uh very offended by that characterization and that it was not instead applied to me
0: you know i always did find that curious that you know that she was called a cop and uh what's it called a a something in chief what were people calling her um well you know they're basically just saying that she you know jails people for low level offenses and so forth and you weren't really given that scrutiny um I always thought that was interesting I mean I think sort of the obvious connection is, you know, is it, you know, a racist thing that people picked on her for that over you? Um, and not trying to do like a gotcha question, but why, why do you think that criticism evaded you, the quote cop thing?
1: I think it's one of those situations where um, it's so obvious that I'm a cop that it's not even fun to point it out. Senator Harris is a smooth-talking, fun-seeming lady. So everyone wanted to kind of really ca- catch her up in, in some of this nonsense. But with me, I, I have the face of a 30-plus-year female patrol officer. And I think it's... And also, I, I just want to say, uh, please don't forget that I was also a corporate lawyer, Uh, In my time before I was a prosecutor, which I feel that too many people uh, overlook. Thank you.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense to me. The theory about, you know, with Kamala, it's a little bit about like exposing a hypocrisy type thing. Whereas you are pretty consistent with seeming like a cop on the surface. So, you know. Thank
1: you so much. That really means a lot.
0: I actually, I I'm embarrassed to say this. I didn't really know that you were a corporate lawyer. Who did you represent?
1: Oh, you know, all the heavy hitters. uh, The, you know, the ones that are constantly being sued for, you know, turning small children orange.
0: This election, it really comes down to who can beat Trump. And, you know, this guy, we are in a debate with him. He's not giving intelligent policy questions. He's doing more... Mm, Well, he's kind of unpredictable and he really tries to fake people out. He tries to, I mean, you remember last time the way that he was, you know, standing very close behind Hillary and doing things like that. Um, I mean, there's that horrifying clip with, uh, what's her name? Fox News, Megan. Well, Fox News, Megan, he says that she's bleeding from wherever and his supporters are applauding. It's very
1: scary. Um, How would you handle him in a debate? Good news for me, I haven't menstruated in over 12 years. So off the top, advantage Klobuchar. Also, I'm not afraid of Donald Trump and I'm not trying to seem likable. I think that Donald Trump is a spoiled coastal elite and I plan to take him outside of the shed and do what we do to animals in Minnesota. And that is? My staff is telling me that I shouldn't answer that question.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Well, you know, another thing that people talk about is, you know, especially Bernie Sanders has this quality that he gets a lot of first-time voters, um, a lot of people that feel forgotten by the system, that he'll get them to the polls, which seems... I think pretty necessary to beat Trump. Why would you, in your opinion, appeal to people that, you know, aren't super clued into politics?
1: Well, because you look at me and you say, there's a woman who has a face of someone who will yell at my loved ones. And that is the kind of person that we need in the Oval Office, It brings immediate respect and fear. Mostly fear.
0: Gotcha. So you'll um, scare them to the polls.
1: Exactly. Minnesota style.
0: Oh, I I see you're putting on your coat. Are you leaving?
1: I've (laughs) wanted to leave for the last 40 minutes.
0: Oh, I mean, we've only been chatting for half an hour. Uh,
1: My statement stands.
0: Okay, um... Well,
1: God, I I hope for your sake, Mary, that you're you you never pursue a, a career as a Washington staffer because your bones are much too fragile. Um. Okay. Well, I, thanks I, for
0: the advice. I guess. And I.
1: I really just want to reiterate how disappointed I am that this is not the "Guys We Fucked" podcast but I should have known when I first came in and met you because you simply don't have the hips for it.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Well, I am i don't think that really has to do with... It does. Okay. Um, Can I get you anything before you go? Or...
1: No, I believe my staff has everything I need. And if they don't, if one of those fucking imbeciles loses my fork again... I'm taking Jeanette's comb and eating my salad with it all over again.
0: Okay. Well, I don't want to um, rile you up any further, but um, uh, well, it's just um, me and my boyfriend were actually wondering um, if you, after the transit museum and stuff, if if maybe you wanted to um, come over for dinner. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I told him no. She doesn't want to do that, and he was like, I'm "Ask him." Cool. Uh,
1: hey, it was uh, brave of you to ask, but ultimately foolish.
0: Okay. Um, any last words for the listeners?
1: Bernie and Liz are gonna s- sell you uh, a whole world, and I'm here to tell you. We can't have it, and I'm the only one who's gonna tell you the truth. I'm your mother. When you ask her, "Do I look good in this?" she won't tell you. Yes, she'll tell you. Isn't it a little tight? That's me, Klobuchar 2020.
0: Okay. Uh. Bye. Cool. Goodbye. She seemed
1: nice.
0: I won't forget the men who died